Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Early and you are listening to the Sports Roundup here on the podcast. It's episode 125 of the show and we are taking a look back at all the action of the last seven or so days in the county. First up, we're going to be talking about the under-16 Father Manning Cup where Offaly, unfortunately, put paid to Leitrim's Round Robin campaign at least 317 to 24 the scoreline there in that game played in Offaly last Saturday afternoon. Leitrim now go through to a knockout phase for the teams that finished in the same position as them in each of the groups. So they will proceed through those particular rounds. Hopefully they'll have a bit more luck in terms of the results in the, at that level than they have had up to this point in the competition. Three games played, unfortunately three defeats, two quite close against Meath and Roscommon, but a fairly heavy defeat against Offaly last weekend, unfortunately putting a a rather sour note on the end of that particular campaign. They do proceed, as I said, to that knockout stage at the moment. At under-15 level, there was some action in the county. Division 1 final between Leitrim Gales and St. Joseph's, where Leitrim Gales won out 2-10 to 1-6. I caught up with their manager, James Kane, after the game, and I also spoke to their joint captain, Robbie Casey, after the match. James Kane, county champions. Absolutely, Rafi, and a good tight battle there now. We started well, to be honest. We, we started well. We got a goal early, and we, we pushed on, I'd say, in the first 15 minutes. And I was talking to our vast manager, Noel Short, after, and he said that was probably the difference. We got a goal early on, and that was the difference. They came back at us in the second half, and... We're lucky to hold off, thank God, we did. It was great. Like you said, you're six points up after maybe five or ten minutes, and you never quite lost that gap, even though the game kind of played pretty level from there on in. Would you be a bit regretful of some of the wasteful shooting at times? Oh, yeah. Because you, you were the better team throughout. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, and I think we went... I don't know what went in at halftime. We were up by maybe six or something like that. But absolutely, we, we, we missed a lot. But you look at these are young lads. They've a lot to learn. They're young fellas under a bit of pressure in the county final. The more than half us, our lads were nervous. And look, it was always going to be a tight battle. And, and they, they fought hard. We were very nervous, started to panic a bit in the second half. They came back, got a goal, I think, at one stage. Our boys got a bit nervy again, but we held out, held out to the end, thank God. A few crucial scores maybe in the second half that helped us. It's been a big year for the club, intermediate champions. Now, adding an underage title to the, to the mix, it's... What has the mood been like in the club this year? You're a former chairman, I know. Oh, tremendous, tremendous. It's been a fantastic year. Our intermediates, unfortunately, went down last week to Tulsa, but we had a tremendous celebration winning our first intermediate title. And we were telling all our young lads, these are the guys you want to emulate, these senior players. And they want to weave young fellas out there in their final year. And we said, it's your final year under 15, boys. Go out and win this county title. Look at the lads done there a couple of weeks ago in Park, Sean. And thank God we held out and they done it perfectly. So it's great, well, great year in the club, though. Brilliant, thank God, brilliant. Well, listen, congratulations. Enjoy the celebration. We will. Thanks a million, Rafferty. Robbie Casey, you must be happy with that result. Congratulations. County Champions has a nice ring to it. Yeah, I'm very happy. We've worked hard all year and hard work pays off. In terms of your speech, congratulations. It's not easy at 14 years of age to get up here and uh, make a speech in front of people, but you initiated a new idea there for Ahavas and Carrie Gallon. It was uh, four cheers rather than three. Well, Did you lose count? I lost count, yeah. I lost count. <laughs> Or was it just because you've got Ahavas roots yourself, your dad from Ahavas? Well, now it puts a bit more pressure on me now because of the cousins playing, so I've got, to, I've got to do my best now, yeah. What's it like playing against cousins like that in these situations? It's a big rivalry now, very big rivalry, so you're always trying to do your best what you can do and score as much as you want. 
you never really look like losing that early goal. Scored a goal in the first nearly attack of the game. Won six points up after about five minutes, and you never really looked like you were going to lose the game from there. Well, you see, uh, at the very start of the year, we were kind of very tricky and slippy with the ball, so we'd be up at one goal at starting, and they'd be up one goal, so put a bit more pressure on us there today. We worked hard. <coughs> What's the plan for the for the evening? Arsh will hit the beer hard on <laughs> <laughs> uh, you. You're underage. Yeah, I think Jerry might have a sign up letting, not letting you in. Well, listen, congratulations and well done. Thank you very much. At under-20 level in the county, there was a full round of championship fixtures. St. Mary's were in action against St. Mannequins, and they had a two-point victory after a, quite a competitive game in Carrick and Shannon last weekend. St. Mary's were six points up, 13 points to seven, with about 10 or 12 minutes left on the clock. An injury to Paul Keeney and a black card for Mark Diffley allowed St. Mannequins back into the game. Now, who are St. Mannequins, I hear you ask? Well, I didn't know until I went to the game either. It is Mohol, Clune and Eslin, an amalgamation of all three clubs. And St. Mary's just about had enough to hold them off despite that late rally, 13 points to 11. After the game, I caught up with St. Mannequins coach and selector, Ronan Gordon. Ronan Gordon, Mohol, what's your thoughts after that game? I suppose this time of the year, it's, it's, it's not easy to come out after. You know, lads probably been out of football maybe for two or three months and... Uh, some of them there probably, you know, haven't kicked the ball in two or three years. We're saying so. We're trying to just scrape a team together there today. But um, I know, you know, it's good to get out this time of the year and um, just get get lads a run. But uh, better team won in the day anyway. Carrick were far stronger, and we were kind of just lacking a few scores there in the end. But um. Mark Diffley came off black card about ten minutes to go. Paul Keeney left the game as well, and all of a sudden a six point deficit turned into a kind of a winnable situation. Did any thought cross your mind that you might actually get back into the game? Yeah, Jesus, when the, when the two lads went off, we were kind of thinking, I, I think we were five or six down, I think, at the time when the two lads went off, and uh, it kind of happened in quick succession. And we were kind of thinking, Jesus, if we could maybe grab a goal here, you wouldn't know what could happen. We got a few, we actually did, we didn't even get a chance to get a goal, but we got a few points on, and um, I suppose coming into injury time there, we, we, we thought we might scrape something, but uh, the chance just didn't fall in the end. We were unlucky not to, it just to a 45 didn't fall for us there. In terms of Mohol Club, how how does the under 20s team fit into the, the overall structure in the club? Yeah, the, we've, well, let me see, you've the two twin Harkins, Liam Rowley, um, Tyg Mulligan there. We've a few senior players on that panel there, but uh, I suppose the rest of the lads um, are kind of. They kind of after minor kind of maybe fell away a bit, and we were trying to get them to come up and play with the second team or that. So that's kind of probably the aim from this panel is to kind of I suppose blood in the under 17s, um, and hopefully that uh, they'll they'll be you know eligible for senior football next year, blood them into our second team, and you know maybe get them playing senior football in the next two or three years. And I suppose with the other lads that are trying to get them back into football more more or less, you know. I suppose with looking at the Mohol jerseys for the last hour and the Mohol uh, logo on your crest, I keep forgetting this isn't actually a Mohol side. This is a St. Mannequins side. Yeah. Who or what is St. Mannequins? Uh, St. Mannequins, I suppose, was formed, um, I'd say it's about maybe 10 or 12 years ago. It's an amalgamation of, it was amalgam- originally it was an amalgamation of Mohol and Eslin. Um, Eslin, uh, their underage club um, dissolved, so uh, there were only you know, maybe two or three lads. Uh, so anybody that was eligible, I suppose, were in the same parish, Eslin or in the parish of Mohol. So came in to play with Mohol, so it was formed, the club, was, uh, St. Monikens was formed. So um, in maybe maybe five or six years after that, uh, Clune, 
the same happened our underage club dissolved only had four or five players for each team so uh, we took it on ourselves uh, asked them if they wanted to come in and play underage football you know obviously have uh, given lads a chance to play underage football so they came in and under the under the name St Monikens as well so that's that was basically the because no, we were yeah, previewing yeah. the games last week and yeah. I didn't want to ask what St Monikens was and I actually didn't wasn't familiar with it myself because yeah. it probably only makes an appearance every now and again it does it's only for the up until under uh, under 15 uh, up until under 17 were Mohol and them lads uh, are registered in Mohol but then when they go out to play with Esselin and Clune at adult level uh, it's then under 20 is now St Monikens it used to be minor and under 21 but uh, it's just under 20 now is St Monikens yeah okay, well listen on hard luck today enjoy your winter it's, it starts a bit early now but yeah. the winter is definitely setting in here at the cold yeah oh yeah I know you can feel it this time of the year it's not the time of year everybody wants to be playing football but I suppose the sunny days won't be too far coming around anyway. well enjoy them next year yeah cheers Raffi thanks very much I caught up after that match with St Mary's player Paul Keeney and one of their coaches, Alan Doherty. Alan Doherty, manager of St Mary's, good start to the championship? Yeah, um, it's a tight finish. Um, we would have liked to have seen out the game a little bit better, so there's still stuff to work on going forward in it. But uh, overall happy with the display, considering um, we had so many lads making their debut at the under-20 level. In terms of the game, six points up with about 20 minutes to go. You left it kind of tight for yourselves at the end. Yeah, look at... Um, we didn't seem to push out that game enough, but a lot of that probably had to do. Mark Diffley picked up a, a, a black card. Uh, obviously, one of our better players, Paul Keeney, had to come off with an injury. There's not many teams can lose two of their best players and aren't going to be affected by it. But I was glad with the lads that went in that they'd seen out the game. And, you know, look at win is a win is a win, you know. How important is the under-20 championship in the grand scheme of things within the club? Um, well, I suppose we won the B last year. Um, it was the first time we had kind of got a group that was worth taking on their own they had played in amalgamations before that so um, in terms of the scheme of things and developing lads onto the seniors very important because it's the first protocol that they see of actual senior football so yeah we do take it seriously Next up you have a challenge of uh, Manor Hamilton next week as far as I know um, look at uh, obviously they're after winning the senior and junior A and we're in the junior B final so a lot of their younger lads will be a part of those panels so look at they're still going to be very strong so look at we'll give it what we have next week and hopefully we can uh, we can uh, give it a good game and hopefully maybe get there, get to a final. A very physical game today. Paul Keeney in particular came in for a lot of uh, attention. How will he be fixed for next week? Um, at the minute, we don't really know. Um, yeah, he had to come off there with an issue. We'll, um, we'll get it looked at. We'll see what it's like. Paul's a, Paul's a bit of a warrior, so I expect him to be fine for next week. Listen, congratulations today. Thanks very much, Perfect. Paul Keeney, you must be happy with that result. Very happy now. You know, we, we played uh, a stronger, or a strong and older Mohol team and we did well to pull away and get the scoreboard ticking and well to get the winning. A lot of this team would be still under 18 if the minor hadn't changed back to under 17. Those lads coming up together the whole way through, you've had success the whole way through. How much has that helped with the development of this team? It's helped an awful, helped an awful lot now to be fair. We're just we're used to playing together and we're used to the style of play and, who play, and everyone playing in the same positions and all that so it kind of it helps us gel together as a team and just play good football. I want to ask you about one incident in the second half. It led to you coming off injured, but you scored a phenomenal point, went up for the kick-out, got tripped, fell over, got landed on, gave a free against you, and you got booked. Can you talk us through what was going on at that point in the game? Yeah, I was, I was going for the kick-out, and whatever way it happened, I, I got tripped up, and I fell on the ground, and then the man behind me landed on me, and I, I felt it was a foul, and I said that to the ref, and he didn't like the back chat and gave me a booking. You don't look comfortable, if you don't mind me saying. Your your shoulder looks to be, or your your. What exactly is wrong with it? I just kind of my back. It's just a bit sore from the landing. 
Okay, well, listen, I'm not going to hold you up much longer because it's cold and I want you to get in and get warmed into your body. Yeah. Uh, well done today and best of luck for the rest of the championship. The other quarterfinal in the County Under-20 Championship took place between Melvin Gales, the holders of the competition, and McDermott the Gales of Balnamore and Kiltubbard together. And it was that amalgamation which won the fixture 4.15 to 1.10 in the end. A fairly heavy defeat for the holders and they bow out of this year's competition at the quarterfinal stage. The semi-finals will take place this weekend. St Mary's, they play Glencar Manor, while McDermott the Gales face Fina St Callians. In the B grade of the Under-20 Championship, St Bridget's and St Joseph's both enjoy big wins over Drum Hare and Drum Kieran, respectively, to set themselves up for a B Championship final in the coming weeks in the county. Now, last week on the show, we were joined by Sean Gallagher of Manor Rangers to talk about their game in the Sligo Leitrim Super League against Cliffany Celtic on Sunday morning. I'm joined by Alan Hickey, who's the team captain for the side uh, after their 5-3 victory away to Cliffany. And I suppose they were 5-0 up in the first half and managed to hold on for a 5-3 win. Alan, sounds like an absolute game of two halves, effectively. 5-0 up, nice start. Yeah, it was good now, uh, Breffney. Uh, we prepared well before the game. Uh, we stuck to the game plan. When we didn't have the ball, we worked hard to get it back. And we pressurised Cliffney Celtic at every opportunity we could. And we overturned them and caught them on the break. And lucky enough, on the day, we took our chances when they came came our way. Now, when you say we, you were one of the two goal scorers on the day. You got one, the fifth goal. But you were already 4-0 up with four strikes from Robbie Cunningham. Tell me a bit about Robbie. Yeah, Robbie's a good lad. He's a good, good footballer, good, strong-headed, takes his chances when they come his way. Not alone taking his chance, he works hard off the ball, which is very important, the way we play in our team. Um, look, it's, it's great to have a lad like him on our team. Every team needs a lad that can finish the chances when they come, come his way. And on Sunday, he took his chances every time they came to, came to him. It seems to be a bit of a purple patch for Manor Hamilton Sport at the moment. Obviously, senior champions in Glencar Manor in terms of football, Gaelic football, and also in the Hurland final and the ladies final. How much does that culture around the town of sporting success help a club like Manor Rangers pro- progress and, and, and keep competitive in the Super League? Look, as we always say around the town, it's great that we have all these sporting events. The more people that play sport at a younger age, it gives them a better insight, even going into another sport, the hand-eye court nation, their footwork, whether it be soccer or Gaelic, even the boxing club there, everything contributes to help another sport as it goes on. As you see, many of the sports at the start of the year get used to the boxing club, get the facilities there which builds up fitness and look, at the more sports that are in a town, it's great for every organisation to be able to contribute to each other in that way. How familiar are you with the, the new sports hub that's been created in the B Park? Yeah, look, at it's great. That's getting people out, getting them active, getting them aware of what sports are involved in Manor Hamilton and it's a great thing that look it gives people the opportunity to put their hand to something and see that they enjoy it and can partake in a sport like that. Now we have gone on a bit of a tangent let's go back to the the Super League season so far it's been a really good start for Manor five games in unbeaten only the one draw four victories you've got to be happy as a squad with how the season is progressing. Yeah, look, as we always set out every year, we try and be competitive in the league. It's not always as easy as, as seeing what you want to do at the start and then actually fulfilling it in the games. But we've got youth into the squad this year, which have already brought experience 
from their coaching that they've been developed through the youth ages. So they're literally just slotting into senior positions and they're well capable of doing it. And that's a big improvement to what we've been seeing in the last couple of seasons. You've never won the Super League title in the Sligo Leitrim League. Is there any excitement building about maybe what might be possible this year? No, look, it's like every year. All we can do is control our games. So we'll take every game as it comes. We'll try and be competitive, try and get our results. And hopefully come the last couple of games in the season, we're in there with a shout and we can control it. It'll be in our hands at that stage. But we're a long way away from there yet. Yeah, there's only five games played out of. How many games is the season? Tell us a little bit about how that works. Look, you play every game, every game, yeah, have a home game and an away game with every team in the league. Along with that, we have cup games that we're involved in. And so it's a long enough out season with it. But that's the importance of having a big squad so we can rotate players in and out of the team, along with players being away. So it's early stages in the season. We'll keep our heads down, we'll keep focused and hopefully we'll fulfil the results at the end. Now, we spoke to Sean, as you mentioned, last week, and Cliffney Grange was the, the big obstacle this weekend. You've come through that. You're home to Strand Celtic next weekend, and then you've got a home tie in the Connacht Cup against Renmore. What's it like when you're playing those oppositions that you might not be that familiar with? No, I suppose with experience with the Connacht Cup and that through it, you have to take, no matter what league they're playing or what division in their league they're playing, you have to take everyone on mark. Everyone's out to win a game. You, everyone's there it's always on the day with these kind of junior competitions that you have to be ready for it or else you get caught in the hop look at going back years in the FEI Junior Cup we were always the underdog and we seemed to just pick up games and get to the last you know 32 last 16 in competitions when no one would give us a chance so you have to be aware that can happen to us at any day of the week so preparation is key every week from game to game on how we're going to get a result at the weekends and in terms of the, the structure of the club, tell us a bit about how the senior side works. What kind of numbers would you have involved in that squad? And are they based locally? Are they based around? Or are they kind of coming home just to play games at weekends? Yeah, we've kind of a mix now. We've lads that are away at college in Dublin and working in Dublin that will be hopefully getting home at the weekends. They mightn't get home every weekend. A lot of our players are based locally around the North Leitrim area. There's a couple of lads that would have came out, that would have went to school in the comprehensive and now are based around Sligo but they still are attached to our club um, we've numbers from ranging from the youth age from 16 up to as far as boys 36, 37 they're playing at the minute and every one of them are a focal point in the team um, the youth development is a big thing around Manor Hamilton Rangers we're not just a senior club we have a big underage structure which is vital for the senior team as every year we have younger boys coming through that are well capable of playing senior soccer no, it seems to have a really good intrinsic part in the community there. I know I really enjoyed your go-kart derby during the Wild Rose Festival. It was a great day out and just seemed to excite the whole community of Manor Hamilton. So it's good to see when a club gets involved in that aspect of, of the community as well. Yeah, it's great. Look, it, we're not just a club for ourselves. We're a club that's part of the town. So anything we can contribute to help out the organisation of Manor Hampton and the surrounding area when events like that are happening, it brings a real uh, community spirit to the area. Great. Well, listen, Alan, thanks very much for joining us. I know it's been a, a good weekend for you. Yourself, personally, getting on the score sheet is always nice. But uh, in terms of the club, the very best look for the rest of the season, your game against Strand next week. I'm looking forward to following your progress through the Sligo Leitrim Super League season.
in the Premier League or the second division of the Sligo Leitrim League. Carrick Town, unfortunately, were beaten 5-2 by our Harps, their second heavy defeat in just two weeks. 2-0 down early in the game, a penalty from Ryan Dwyer and a slate... 2-0 down early in the game, a penalty from Ryan Dwyer before half-time and an early strike from Cormac Smith in the second half saw them peg it back to 2 all before three strikes from our Harps were enough to put the Sligo side on top of the Sligo Leitrim Premier Division table. A tough pill to take for Carrick Town, but I'm sure they will bounce back from that defeat. In junior rugby, no game for Carrick last week in the Connacht Junior 1C division, while Sligo had two games at home in the All-Ireland League Division 2B. They faced Corinthians of Galway and, despite a late surge, just couldn't get back into the game. 28 points to 17, they were beaten by their Connacht rivals. While in the Junior 1A division, Sligo were beaten 24 points to 11 by Toom. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. A little bit later than we normally are in the week with the sports roundup, but we have been working away feverishly here at Leitrim Daily trying to develop what we offer to you. And I know you're going to be impressed by what we are going to be bringing to the table over the next weeks and months. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the show and for getting to this point of the podcast. I will be back on Friday with the sports preview show for this weekend, what Orla Macnabola will be with you tomorrow for the What's On Guide of what's happening over the county over the next seven days. Don't forget to check us out on our social media accounts. We have a very active Facebook group, as well as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now YouTube, where you can listen back to all of these episodes on our new YouTube channel. Just simply search for Leitrim Daily on all or any of those particular social media platforms. Talk to you later in the week.